Do insurance companies understand managed service providers, and do they understand the benefits that MSPs bring to today's cybersecurity defenses? We'll discuss that topic and more on today's episode. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the MSP Zone. It may seem like a dry topic to talk about insurance and insurance companies and cyber risk and all of that stuff, but I can assure you it's a very important topic and it's one that all MSPs need to be aware of because almost every MSP, at least in theory, should be having some sort of cyber protection policy, call it cyber risk, cyber policy, errors and emissions with cyber. Um, there's a lot of different things that, it, you know, a lot of different names for it in the market, but every MSP should be possessing insurance to protect themselves and to protect their customers. And we'll get into risk mitigation shortly, but I'd like to address um, what I actually wrote about in, in an article the other day uh, about insurance companies understanding MSPs and what they do and and address specifically the uh, perceived, it's not perceived, the actual um, withdrawal or stepping back by some insurance companies uh, from writing policies for MSPs today and why that's happening, um, kind of uh, analyze the motivations behind that, why it's necessarily not a good thing and how to bring it back uh, in, in a safe way so that the insurance companies can make money and not have uh, a bunch of risk, which I do believe that they see there is risk, but it's not because uh, of anything nefarious. It's because they don't have certain insights into what MSPs do and what's going on with MSPs. That's the reason why these insurance companies are doing what they're doing, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, if you want some orientation material, certainly feel free to go to the website, mspalliance.com, and the article is called, Do Insurance Companies Understand MSP Cyber Risk? And I go into uh, some you know historical uh, review over the last 20 years or so of the insurance industry related to MSPs, right? The, the start of general liability, errors and omissions, E&O, um, to cyber and the kind of motivations and, and the uh, the years that led up to where we are today, where there are actual cyber policies, right? Things that don't just deal with uh, general liability issues, right? You go into a computer repair store and they uh, delete your data accidentally, or they they drop a uh, a desktop, you know, on your foot and you get physically injured, right? Those those are general liability types of issues. But cyber and the world we live in today where MSPs are dealing with customers all over the world and they are dealing with users who are all over the world potentially, certainly all over their specific country, and they're dealing with threats that are absolutely global, right? The threats are not just coming from wherever you are located. If you are located in New York City, the threats that you have from a cyber perspective are not coming 
exclusively from New York, right? They're almost always coming from outside the city. They're coming from outside the country. They're coming from the other part of the world in many cases. And so that only serves to underscore the importance of having cyber protection uh, through insurance for the modern-day MSP. Uh, MSP Alliance and me personally have very... Uh, vocal advocates for the insuring of MSP businesses um, because it gives the customers that the MSPs service a lot of protection. It gives them risk mitigation. It says, look, I'm willing to sign a contract. I'm going to pay you money and I'm going to give you access to the things that I hold most dear, but I need you to help offset risk to me by protecting me through your insurance that if you do something bad and that harms me, that your insurance is going to kick in and it's going to make me whole. And that's a very comforting thing as an MSP to go to market with that type of protection. You know, it's not particularly new, right? The medical, you know, medical malpractice, legal malpractice, malpractice insurance basically has been around for uh, many, many, many years, uh, decades, um, if not longer. And there's a reason for that. And MSPs are no exception. So why have we seen a couple of big, uh, and I'm not going to name anyone by name, but you can do a Google search or a DuckDuckGo search and figure out, you know, who has been moving away from insuring MSPs, but they're out there. And they are firms that have, in my opinion, probably not been insuring real MSPs. And I don't think anyone's actually been out there on record saying it, but I'm going to go out there and say it. I don't think that these are legitimate MSPs who have been insured by these companies. There could be legitimate MSPs within their groups, but I think that more often than not, if you did a real analysis of those types of uh, insurance uh, groups and the claims that they have received, the claims, it wouldn't surprise me, if they came from mostly non-MSP businesses, or maybe they came from M companies that had a small sliver of managed services, but they were really doing something else you know, to generate the majority of their revenue. Maybe it's break fix, maybe it's reactive time and materials, who knows. But it, it's, it's the inclusion of the word MSP with all of those businesses that has given certain insurance underwriters cause to be concerned and say, wait, we're not going to underwrite insurance uh, for MSPs for this foreseeable future because we need to figure out what's going on. And here's what's going on. And for those of you in the insurance industry, please pass this forward because I think we need more of you guys out there hearing about this. There have been, obviously, increases in MSP attacks, right? attacks specifically targeting MSPs. This is no secret. Why is it happening? It's happening because two reasons. One, there are generally across the board, MSP and non-MSP alike, massive surges in cyber attacks all over the world, right? Just attacks in general are happening more and more frequently. That's number one. Number two, MSPs are being targeted because MSPs stand in the way of the cyber criminal and the valuable thing that they're trying to access. 
So I use the analogy of it. They're the front door. They're the security system, right? If you are a burglar and you want to steal the TV and the diamonds and the, you're right, the uh, all the valuables of a home, you have to break down the door. You have to get past the security system in order to achieve that purpose. And that's and so people don't say, well, front doors are inherently unsafe. No, they're they're absolutely there to ensure safety. They are there to protect the things inside. MSPs are the same way. MSPs exist to protect the things in the corporate network, uh, whatever that may be. And so they're not inherently unsafe. They are very much adding defensive value to the uh, customers that they service. And I think it's important for for insurance companies to understand that. I think a lot of them do. But I think that separate from that knowledge, the insurance companies who have stepped away from the MSP market have maybe seen um, not as many real MSPs in their portfolio, and they're getting a lot of non-MSP businesses claiming to be MSPs, and as a result, they're seeing a higher than normal uh, surge in claims, chiefly due to ransomware, I believe is, is the the largest culprit uh, behind the claims that these insurance companies are are seeing, um, which are largely indiscriminate. Some of them are targeted through phishing and, and other other mechanisms. Um, but I think that that's why. That's the rationale, at least, that I'm seeing for why these insurance companies are, are kind of backing away. So here's now my remedy. Here's my solution to that problem and how insurance companies can really get back into the MSP game how they should get into it, and why that's important. Um, so, so first of all, I think that they need to have a far better understanding of what MSPs do. I think that most garden variety insurance brokers, um, as a frontline uh, you know, agents out there, but ultimately the insurance companies making the products, underwriting the policies, and, and pricing them, and ultimately scoring them and understanding how they differ, how the, the insured organizations differ in their risk, that has to change right now. Um, and I'll give you an example, right? Insurance for the automobile profession, uh, for automobiles in general, is global, right? Everybody has them. Uh, you know, Europe has it. You know, Australia has it. I, 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 you know, everybody has it. Every developed nation has something similar to that. And insurance companies figured out a long time ago, right, how to assess risk in automobiles, right? So generally they go for, okay, are you a safe driver? Do you habitually get into car accidents? If you do, well, we're going to charge you more for your for your rates. And then they started to make generalizations that said, well, if you are under a certain age, you, we are going to deem you as being more reckless than if you are uh, a more advanced age, so we say, and therefore more likely to be safe behind the wheel. And there are other markers that they started to apply to how they ensure and assess risk. And that risk assessment ultimately um, comes out in the form of the policy premium that you pay. It's either going to be higher because you're in a high-risk category, according to them, or you're going to be lower because you are in a lower-risk category. The MSP insurance industry today 
uh, with some minor exceptions, uh, MSP Alliance being one of them, the, the insurance industry does not understand how to assess and apply risk to MSPs. They just don't. They are in, they're very much in the dark, and that is why they cannot really safely say, I understand who you are. You say you're an MSP, but you're not really because you're doing this, and therefore we're going to charge you a higher premium because you're not doing things according to the way this other group says that you should be doing it. That's what they're missing. They're missing that construct. And um, that could come from standards, professional standards. It could come from certifications. It can come from just general understanding of how breaches happen, right? You could say, if you do use multi-factor authentication, you are going to um, pay this percentage less in insurance premium. If you don't enforce multi-factor authentication, you're going to pay a higher premium because it's going to be more likely that ransomware or something similar is going to impact your business. And there's many, many examples of that that could um, very quickly and very accurately help the insurance industry assess risk, identify who is doing what, and then able to apply a rational premium model so that they are not losing money. They have to make money after all. Uh, but so that they are also giving a viable product to the market. So that because you want more MSPs to be possessing this cyber insurance than not. But you can't do that by just ratcheting up everyone's premium. Uh, you have to have some sort of model to apply that rationally and evenly. And I, I think that so that's the that's the the notion that's the concept of getting more visibility into what makes a good MSP good and what makes a bad MSP uh, bad um, or if bad is good is not to your liking then more risky less risky and why do we need that uh, we we need this because the logic goes. We need more MSPs who are insured because the more entities that have managed service providers out there, the more safe they will become, especially in the small and medium-sized business market. Um, and this goes to those insurance companies out there listening to this program. If you think that the world is going to be safer, and therefore if you think that your insurance business in end-user organizations is going to be more lucrative and safer without MSPs, you are grotesquely mistaken. Um, you want a world with MSPs in it. You want MSPs to be helping you mitigate the risk and defend against the onslaught of cyber attacks in these you know, tens and tens of thousands of small and medium businesses all over the world. Um, MSPs are vital to that ecosystem. If you don't allow the MSP to exist through effective, affordable cyber insurance, they are gonna, they would go away, and then you would be left with a bunch of end-user organizations that have very little effective means to protect themselves. And then if you thought that it was bad with the MSPs, it's going to be 10 times worse, 100 times worse with end-user organizations who will stop paying for cyber insurance because you will eventually have to charge more for them because the tax that are effective will continue to increase and you're going to be end up in the same boat. 
So what you want to do is you want to suppress the curve, like the pandemic. You want to suppress the cyber risk curve. And that is done through effective knowledge and understanding of what makes good cyber security uh, happen. You want to encourage more uh, MSPs in the market who are insured and following those safe principles and hopefully pushing those safe principles and practices onto their customers as a kind of enforcement mechanism, an additional enforcement mechanism for um, those end user organizations. And, and for those of you wondering why am I talking about end users out there, because they are the, the far more numerically superior number, right? There's more end users than MSPs. But the MSPs, if you followed the logic, as a, necess- as a necessity to effective cyber risk, they can't coexist without one another. The end users are not going to be able to protect themselves without MSPs. You can't have MSPs without effective cyber insurance for the MSP population. And that's where we need to, to get to, and that's the, the issue that we need to solve. Um, I don't think that backing away from the MSP market is the right move. I think that a reevaluation of what you classify as an MSP or not is absolutely something you need to do. Um, if you're interested in having that conversation, certainly MSP Alliance would be willing to do that. But backing away is not the right thing. We need more insurance companies getting into the MSP market, not less. Well, that's it for today's MSP Zone. This is Charles Weaver. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.